Welcome to the Merge Boo Podcast. It seems today that all you see is Survivor on Paramount Plus and podcasts on your phone. But you better be ready. I'm Joel Edmiston. I'm Cody Crane. We want to talk about Survivor. Yeah. That's right. We're back after... Uh, uh, it feels like it's been a while since we recorded um, because we recorded the uh, the season episodes back to back. But we are back after a while of uh, not recording, and uh, we're gonna. It's just, we're back for after them. a while. What's that? For, for them, I mean, the episode's just like two days late. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I know. I know. And and also, but, but uh, you missed me. That's what you're saying, though. You missed me. It's been a while since we've done just the two of us. Well, that's for sure. And you know what, Joel, I kind of missed it because I was sick of this Chris George guy. You know what I'm saying? I, but uh, I, I listened to I don't know why, but I can't remember why. But I listened to one of the old Mass Singer episodes. <laughs> and I was like, you know, at the time, I really took it for granted. <laughs> We're both quite miserable, but it's kind of funny. They're funny episodes. I, I encourage people if they want to go back and listen to our Mass singer coverage if they're running out of podcasts you know if you like this episode coming up today you might like that just the two of us hanging out and talking yeah well i mean like uh, the difference back then we were like oh my god what are we ever going to talk about again you know what's what's going to happen and now you've become this year thirsty for podcasts you can't get enough you can't do enough you want more 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 you're talking about me or yeah, listeners? No, you. You're so horny for podcasts. I do like being on podcasts, but um, especially when the uh, when there was like the comedy wasn't back at all. Like comedy is kind of back right now. Yeah, it's booming, and uh, it's certainly not booming. Uh, it's but the comedy boom is going on. Oh God, I I I, I craved podcasting so much. I still do, kind of do, but. Uh, Cause, but 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 um, as a comedic medium, I, I, I like being on the mic. And I mean, the mic loves you, Joel. Let's be honest, because enough mean, about the, me. The big thing that's going on here is we just finished off all of these rankings where we ranked uh, for the listeners. I'm sure you heard them, but we ranked seasons. We ranked uh, challenges. We ranked players. We ranked. Um, worst player, memorable, not memorable or whatever. We ranked everything. We went mm -hmm. through a whole series of this. And the goal with that was so that Joel and I wouldn't just never fight again, because now we have a shared opinion on everything. Yeah, exactly. We have the definitive ranking, so we're not allowed to disagree on these things. Exactly. I have to say that Kayayan is better than Game Changers now. Mm -hmm. And you have to say that Game Changers is better than Cambodia. And we just can't disagree with it. It's true. It's true. Um, uh, yeah, it took a while to to come around on that. But I, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, this is only going to bring us closer together because we know Tom Westman's the best player of all time. Uh huh. Uh, uh -huh. We know that uh, coach isn't weird. He's a strategist. It's true. It's true. Uh, he's a really good player and he's not weird. <laughs> I I uh, I I need to like write some of these down. I feel just to forever remember them, but I'll keep to it. <laughs> um, the meat challenge. 
<laughs> oh yeah we love the meat challenge um i where did that one rank i think it was like fifth or something like that it was high <laughs> i think it was in the top 10 for sure um <laughs> there is another challenge recently that i f- i forgot that we didn't bring up and uh, i don't know why i'm bringing it right up right now because i've forgotten about it now but maybe i'll oh. just something really stupid like that um oh oh the fish challenge from panama with bob dog oh his fish heads right and he has to do them and he's doing them so fast and hard yeah like it's <laughs> taking him nothing yeah well, that's because, a good one because because bruce is taking forever and they're all like bruce come on come on and then bought and they're like behind by like a lot of fish and, and then Bob they, Dog switches in. They end up eating their words that season because Bruce goes a little too hard with the machete. Oh, well, he I mean, because does he eat the machete and that's why his his his, his he's constipated? No, he cuts himself and almost hits someone in the face, right? Um yeah, I think um I've heard uh, people say it before that, but uh, Bruce is kind of like final destination on that season. Like he keeps almost getting made of that. And that's why I love him so much. <laughs> I There was someone else like that too, right? That gets, what's the other season? I don't know why. Well, I'm Scoopin, not... um, Michael Scoopin in, um, in uh, Philippines. Uh, right. You keep, he keep, a running storyline is that he's quite clumsy and people are, are people see why he fell in the fire in season two. Yeah. And so he keeps getting injured and to the point where it's like not always his fault. Like at one point, Abby Maria uh, throws a coconut at his head by accident. And uh, like looking back, I mean, at the time we were watching it and being like, wow, this guy gets hurt a lot. And looking back, we're like, yes, Karma. fuck yeah. Hurt Karma. <laughs> Something's in the air for him. Yeah. Trying to let us know. So people may be wondering uh, what this episode is about. And this is just going to be a classic hangout episode. Yeah, kind of a regrouping. There's been some Survivor news while we were doing our other series. Um, a couple new seasons out. Or not, not out. out, but, and you know, cast announcements. Um, we have like the shorter season that uh, when is that coming out? Is that August? Is it September? When September, September, late What's September, the scoop? What's late the September 1964. <laughs> I'm excited for that one, um, even though I'm nervous because obviously less days, you know, that I'm not too, too worried about. I my prediction is that the game will just be faster because they're doing just as many vote outs within these days they're just doing quicker like in between periods so right. i think just the strategy is going to be a lot faster same amount of episodes for us you think um maybe perhaps mm. yes interesting mm-hmm. we might get more stuff where it's like i ah, maybe a typical survivor season this wouldn't be on the show yeah we'll see uh, I think maybe there won't be as many reward challenges and stuff like that. A couple um, Canadians on it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Torontonians in the in the season 41. Comedian. Yeah. But the weird thing is, is that I've talked to a, a few comedians and nobody's mutual friends with 
the actual comedian. A lot of people are mutual friends with the accountant or whatever. Yeah, I've I've had I Facebook searched, you know, I did my research. I'm not I don't have any mutual friends with the comedian, but I have a lot of mutual friends with the other person. But I, I will say the girl that is a uh, quote unquote comedian. Sorry for doing this, but, you know, quote unquote comedian. She's a pastor slash comedian. So maybe she runs around in the Christian comedy scene, a scene that I don't know, buddy. No, no, no. Anybody. I don't know anybody in that scene. And maybe Chili does. Yeah. He's a famous Christian who <laughs> loves. Um, what was the one that he got mad at us for saying he loved? Uh, one World? One World. Where did that all come from? <laughs> We're like, uh, Chili, Chris... loves, Chili loves One World and All Stars. <laughs> um, I think Chili does like All Stars, actually. But right. that's, a, that's a true fact. But I think um, if you notice, if the audience w- uh, noticed going through, uh, Chris George would drop in little nuggets of lies about chili throughout every episode saying, Oh, like chili really likes this or like chili really likes this. So he completely created this mythology of who chili is. And we haven't had him on to defend himself or uh, fight for his own honor. He just has to sit at home and listen and take it. (laughs) No, we haven't had him on since uh, like the premiere of winners at war. (laughs) Where, well, the premiere of Winners at War, if people listen to that episode, was a lot of, uh, I think Tamlin and I were disagreeing with you, but you blew up at Chili every time. (laughs) (laughs) I was in a bad mood that night. Yeah, Chili was agreeing with you the whole time. Like, he, you guys had the same opinion. (laughs) That's funny. I just direct all my bad energy towards Chili. (laughs) <laughs> the one I've known the longest. Um, um, but yeah, season 42, the cast had been revealed for that as well. A lot of the cast. One not, from Guelph, two from Quebec, right? Um, yeah, I think there's more. I think there was four in there. I think there might have been another Toronto. Oh, cool. Well, that's cool. I still don't want in. I'm going to root for them, and obviously we'll talk about them a lot. I hope they do better than fucking Tom Laidlaw. Uh, he, did, he did fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't want him to win because I want to be the first Canadian winner. Survivor. I mean, I, I still predict this. I think they're leading up to a Canada versus America season. Yeah, I don't know. I I think they're done with themes. That's also uh, a new thing. They're they're saying in the 40s, they're not going to do themes anymore. It's just going to be 41, 42, 43. They're saying that now. They'll change. They'll change, Joel. I think it's a step in the right direction. I think even the best seasons in the 30s are kind of held back by these really stupid themes. Even our favorite ones, Millennials versus Gen X and... uh, David versus Goliath. Well, David versus Goliath is the theme. Oh my God. What a theme. Here, here's my thing. You if like we, it? Yeah, let me fight for themes here. Okay. Because if we are watching a season, I don't know how else to figure out who's a hustler. <laughs> if we're not being told who the hustler is. 
who the healer is and who the hero is. Yeah. And yeah. Who's white collar, who's blue collar, and who's no collar? I want to know. Yeah, I need to um see some roots. <laughs> yeah. Who's a David and who's a Gen X? <laughs> David's versus Gen X is gonna be the next one. <laughs> I mean the the they kind of captured lightning in the bottle with David versus Goliath. I remember thinking all the lead up, the first episode, the way Jeff Jeff was trying to describe what David versus Goliath meant to him. I remember thinking, this is so fucking stupid. <laughs> well, um, I mean, we... turn it, it a good season. And I think the David versus Goliath theme worked out to being a good underdog story. But imagine a Goliath one, how they how they would like get, fully give up on that uh, um, theme. Yeah, I mean, Jeff would be like, as expected, I'm a fellow Goliath and I wanted to see some domination out there. (laughs) Uh, But we I made the joke David's versus Gen X, but that season was kind of David versus millennials. Well, it's kind of the other other way around in uh, in it is David versus Gen X because he's on the bottom of his tribe right away. Um, that's true. And but he's one of the only Gen X to make it to the end. Right. Like it's him. Oh, no, there's a few of them. Him and Ken. Yeah. Ken's there. Ken. But Ken's like hitting on all the millennials, you know, (laughs) Ken is Ken could technically be in the uh, millennial tribe as well. Was he on the line? Yeah, he was on the line. Oh, I want to want to see that inner debate. Elder millennial. The funny thing about that, the Ken being the youngest Gen X, is that he was the one that was so like pure about um, not texting and not being on the internet, and you know, be, having an old soul. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, like some of these, uh, like I, I don't know about your parents, Joel, and maybe you'll speak to it, but like mine are on Facebook all the time. They love the internet. They're on Facebook. They're chatting with their friends. My mom's friends comment on my stuff, telling me how handsome I am. Yeah. And that's so funny. Like I'll post something on Instagram and be like, ah, there's no engagement. And then somebody will be like, there's lots of engagement. Look at all these comments. I'm like, that's just my mom and her friends. (laughs) It feels sad, but, uh, (laughs) Um. Yeah, what did I want to say about Millennials versus Gen X? Oh, just that, like, going through older seasons, um, they cast more old and young back in the day, right? There was, there was less sort of disparity there. Yeah. And the discussion that's in Millennials versus Gen X is so often in the Gen X versus Boomer seasons, you know? Yeah. Like, like it, it, people are like, oh, millennials are this, millennials are that. You're just saying people in their 20s are like that. It's not a generational thing. I really like it when people take the theme to heart, though. It, it adds to a lot of entertainment. One of my like, favorite favorite Rupert. lines of Survivor ever was when Natalie Cole, after finding out the Goliaths wanted to vote her out, said to all the Goliaths, you're acting like a bunch of Davids around here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it adds to moments. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? It's perfect. 
And I love like Rupert and heroes versus villains really taking the hero thing to heart. Like these themes and like blood versus water immediately. Rupert's like blood versus water. I got to choose a side. I choose blood. (laughs) (laughs) And throws out his game. I mean, Rupert, I guess, is the king of taking the thing seriously. Like he's a pirate in uh, Pearl Islands. Right. He's an all star he feels like an all-star and he takes that to heart too, that he is an all-star. Yeah. I, I, I think you're right. He does. He's basically a pirate because there's a pirate theme in Pearl Islands. Like he becomes a pirate. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's why he's a pirate. He takes, he took every single theme to heart. And he is serious about it. Like, like when you watch Heroes versus Villains, he's open about wanting to make sure everything he does is heroic and noble. We're the heroes and those damn villains. <laughs> and I guess Russell does the same thing in that season. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm a villain. I'm a villain. I'm gonna be villain. I don't like heroes. <laughs> I heard um, the hero's trap is for babies. <laughs> One of the big things I've been hearing since we've done our uh, rankings is there's been discussion about Russell not being a great player. Mm. Um, he made our list of 15. We had 15 for that one. Greatest players. Yeah. He made our list. He was on the shorter end of the 15, but he was on there. And there was a lot of discussion about how the coach is a better player than him. Coach is a better player, of course. Um, but that Rob is definitively better. Rob wasn't on our list, but uh, there was I got some messages about how much better Rob is than Russell. What do you think about this? I would agree with that. If I were to if we were to make I mean the definitive rankings are the definitive rankings, so I'm not allowed to disagree, but um um I would agree. I would put I, I think that Rob and Russell are both inherently overrated, but um, if I was to pick who who is better, I would say Rob. Well, Rob, Rob won one. Rob so. won one and knew who to take to the end. Um, that and was in from... modern, and I would. I mean, like in modern Survivor, he would have beat Amber. Like, um, maybe like, but you could say the same thing about Russell and Natalie, right? Because Rob's mistakes in all stars were similar to what Russell's were in Samoa. You're right. Yeah. So true. true but, uh, but I think, I think the thing is that we've seen Rob have the chance to play more than we've seen because Rob really like he does the exact same thing that Russell does in Samoa in all stars. That's his second appearance. And in uh, his first season, he doesn't do that well either. Like he's the merge boot. He's, but he doesn't do anything. Like he really blows his own game. And then in heroes versus villains, he doesn't have the greatest showing either. Cause he just yeah, can't get beat by Russell. Yeah. So I, th- I think, well, I think the thing about Rob that makes him better than Russell is that each season you can track him learning from his mistakes where Russell does the same thing three times. Yeah. Yeah. And we definitely I definitely see that it got him to the end twice, but he made the same mistake again. 
Uh, whereas Rob didn't make that mistake again when given the chance in his fourth season. Um, yeah, and and I mean, there's there's bigger disparity between seasons for Rob and Russell. So maybe, I, but I'm interested to see Russell come back, even though I don't really, I, I don't, I don't need it. But uh, I'm interested to see how he, if 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 he would have learned his lessons. I think he's too stubborn. I think he's like similar to Ozzy, where he thinks that someone should be able to win this way. Yeah. And he's going to prove it. And that's like like the big Aussie downfall too. Like on Twitter, he does seem a little different than he was in the past. Like he's a bit more left wing now. He's, uh, um, you know, said, posted tweets like I watch my time on survivor and I shit and I shake my head and shame at myself. I mean, maybe Russell can do it. I, he would be, that would be his fourth chance. That's how Rob uh, won fourth chance, right? Mm-hmm. So we could really have an argument if Russell came back a fourth time and won it. I but there are a lot. He, I don't. I, I. I think it's a similar thing, and that the 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 target would be on his back right away. And I don't think he could. I mean. We said the same thing about Tony, but Tony is Tony and Russell is Russell. Yeah, Tony was lucky to, well, not lucky in that season, but lucky to have a season like Game Changers where he completely, do you think like, is there a possibility that it was completely strategic to just blow it and be ultimate Tony so that no one thinks you're a threat in a potential winner season? I, I, I don't think so. I think I, I think he legitimately felt a lot of shame for Game Changers. Mm-hmm. shame changers shame changers but that did help him uh, overall i oh, think 100 especially because a season like winners at war the thing is that that's the season that tony would win again you know like i don't think he could win a other season where it's like any non-winners on there but like winners at war everyone kind of has their legacy going into that right and some people like you said overrated like boston rob or whatever but rob is someone that everyone looks up to that watches like survivor you know so i mean it, it, but in a way it should be the season that tony definitely doesn't win because he's playing against so many other great players yeah but it's easy to look past him I think it's easier to look past him than it is to look past him in a season where it's non-winners. Right. I mean, oh, because there's so many other targets. Th- there's so many other targets. That's the, that's what I'm saying, because like one of those weeks where people were like, you know, if if you are showing that you are doing your old game, which I think a lot of them did, like uh, Jeremy seemed to be really like trying to like power bulldoze again. Um, kind of playing that similar game to Cambodia and he got out at that point you know when everyone showed that they were playing their old game their old Mm. game that Mm -hmm. won it um, they got out but Tony was able to be his old kind of game of like kooky self all over the place because people saw it fail miserably in game changers Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think that that, uh, definitely, and of course, like the relationships and having, uh, Sarah there too, those two really, and Ben, of, Ben and was ben. an important relationship for him. And, and, I, and, I, and I think, uh, yeah, Tony, one of Tony's, uh, underrated strong suits is finding his, his Spencer's, his Trish's, you know, like people that are, are going to work with them. 
Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and Jeremy was one of them, too. Um, yeah, he he found a bunch of people, obviously, and they found him, too. They were all using each other for, you know, their uh, their game or whatever. And depending on who won, you were going to say, like, that's the person that led the pack kind of thing. But his all, woo. all of them formed where well maybe they did in uh kaigayan and we just didn't see it but in this one especially like all of them formed their outside relationships too where that core of like sarah tony jeremy between all of that like they had almost everyone wrapped into this alliance not jeremy sarah sarah tony ben was was the like i think the strong like the strongest bond near the end of that season yeah but uh, like between them though like jeremy had michelle with him or whatever and like sarah had you know kim and sophie mm -hmm. and you know like denise. between between denise. denise too between all of them they were connected to every player in there so that core of like ben sarah and Tony weren't going to get voted out because of that, because they had between all of them, there was a connection to every other player. Yeah. All right. Nice. That, we've been doing a lot of good survivor talk. Usually we'd be talking about, I don't know, the fucking, fucking hot Willy, chick or something. Wilbur's Wonderland or whatever. Oh, uh, Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. <laughs> <laughs> no, that Nick Cage movie. I still haven't watched that. Even oh, it's available for me to watch, but I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it's on Amazon now, isn't it? It's on Hoopla. I know that. It could be on Amazon as well. Yeah, I watched it. It's good. Yeah, you illegally downloaded it. Hey, you know, wait a minute. Speaking of uh, people being mad at me, mm -hmm. Shane Powers has been mad at me lately. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> Chris put in a cameo that was like roast him, and Chris put, said... Cody won't get his vaccine, and then Shane sent it up a, a and then like like a serious cameo to, to Shane to sorry Shane sent a serious cameo to Cody being like Cody what the hell man what are you doing you gotta he's, get your vaccine he's what so intense you, you fucking asshole get your fucking <laughs> vaccine asshole. I, I want to make it clear here to people. I have my first vax, okay? And the second one I'm on a list for, and I'm hoping to get in early as well. If it's I been see rather difficult a pop to get for some people to get their second vaccines. If, not, unless you want to wait in a line for six hours. Yeah, and I've been, obviously we're back to work now and everything, and it's yeah. been it's been busy. So I am on a list, though, and I feel like I need to give shane a cameo or like just order another one from him just to tell him hey man i am on the list don't be disappointed in cody crane you know because i look up to you shane powers i i uh, uh maybe i i doubt chris will listen to this right away I and mean, hopefully i get a response soon but i did order one for chris oh really from shane yeah what what was what was yours well i don't know i haven't got it back yet I don't think um, Shane's got to be new to cameo, right? Yeah, I don't think he was on there during our trivia, especially like ten dollars. I would have went for him. I think because he's been on. He was he was recently he was on uh, Rob has a podcast and he's you know, he's kind of um, back in the public eye back in the public eye a bit. So 
Let's see. Uh, truly deserved, though. Oh, I love him. I I mean, he's totally underselling himself, too. Like, easily $20? I'd still be like, this is a steal. Tyson is $100. I'm looking at it right now. Troy Zan is $32. Detective Dean, $30. Famous, I mean, okay. Famous uh, anti-vaxxer, Sierra Don Thomas, $25. Like, Shane Powers or Troy Zan, who are you going to get a cameo from? I wouldn't. I, I I think it'd be funny to get a a, a cameo from from Troy Sand, but it's uh you know thirty dollars. I, I think is 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 too rich for my blood for Troy Sand. You should say hi, Troy Sand. I'm Tarzan, <laughs> and see if he does his famous line. <laughs> this is my island. <laughs> He can't be Tarzan. I'm Troyzan. <laughs> I don't care if that impression's accurate. It's good. <laughs> I think the island that it's, that, that, that was it's good. not bad. It's not bad. It's a, I think it's a little too nasally maybe for him, but it's nasally. A, yeah, okay. he it does have like a high voice like this. He does. Yeah. <laughs> I got an idol. <laughs> uh, we need to see Troy Zan back no we don't no we don't put that out into the world third third season's the charm for that guy yeah yeah Troy Zan versus Russell would you be more shocked if Troy Zan won a season an upcoming season mm -hmm. than when Tony won winners at war yes <laughs> Would you do your same reaction of holding your head? What? What? <laughs> Did I do that a lot when Tony won? Yeah. <laughs> you went nuts. You'd have to do the same for Troy. I was Zan. excited, but I did. The thing about Tony winning is that I knew he was going to win after that episode where he voted out Sophie. It was just like, there can't be, there's no other way. There's no other person there I, like that's when i got the most excited was after that episode you can never be sure with edge of extinction that was the one sort of wrinkle in the plan but uh i i just the the the, the, it, the funny thing about the season edge of extinction which made it hard to predict during the actual season like rick devins was getting like a lot of edit but he wasn't getting the best edit like Usually they don't show the kind of sloppiness in someone's game if they're going right. to win. And uh, I mean, not always. They do show some sloppiness sometimes. Um, but Fabio usually, or, or or Adam Klein. But <laughs> but you get um, their like perspective on it in in kind of confessionals and stuff but like with rick devins you got like him doing dumb things and then kelly wentworth and david wright being like yeah he's being pretty dumb right now <laughs> you know like um in their confessionals mm -hmm. so it was hard to predict going into that finale because i i am somebody who if i'm watching a new season i am trying to constantly predict who's gonna win um uh i'm getting a call from brampton ontario right now i think it's a a robocall. You want me to answer it on mic? Yeah, you might as well. Ask them about Tony. Hello? 
Yeah, it was a robocall. Uh, they didn't even answer about Tony. No, I've been having it. I don't know if you're having this, but I think um, some of these robocalls are using my phone number. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. They 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 try and they they call you with a similar number to your own. Um, no, but I think they're calling other people with my phone number. What? That's impossible. I'm getting like 10 calls a day now of being like, hey, I got a missed call and like just completely earnest people like no other reason to call me. But they're like, I got a call from this number or whatever. Oh, that's weird. And then like or I'll have because I'm on the vaccine waiting list. So I'm calling these numbers back too that I'm missing as well, because I'm like, I don't want to miss. You know, I'm sure they would leave a message for a vaccine wait list, but you should put all this in your Shane Powers uh, um, cameo request. Yeah, I'll tell him about my hardships. Actually, just can you snip out this bit of the podcast and send it to him? Yeah, I will. Um, but yeah, they're, they're just saying that they're calling me back or whatever. I was like, oh, I don't know what's happening. They're using my phone number, though, Joel. I've been double vaxxed for a while. Um, Quit bragging. I'm not bragging. I'm honestly just saying, like, obviously, I care more about public health than you do. Well, yeah, everyone knew that. But um, your double vax, you did the podcast after it. Yes, I did. The yeah. uh, And I was. Yeah. Was I tired? Yeah. You well, you were saying that you were groggy. I was groggy. Yeah. You used the word groggy. And I was like, that's disgusting. Groggy. Yeah. My friend James put, uh, I, I wish he never said this to me, but I think I've heard it in other contexts, but he calls having a stomachache gut rot. That's a very, like, that feels like a very um, rural thing to say. Oh, God, it makes me feel gross. Is James, James is rural, isn't he? Is he from uh, a rural place? No, James and I grew up together in, in Oakville. That's rural, no? I don't know where Oakville is. Oakville is a uh, direct suburb of Toronto. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, highly populated. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he just watches a lot of Letterkenny or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, he may. I, I wouldn't put it past James to watch Letterkenny. And, but he wouldn't bring that up with me. <laughs> um, oh, Joel, do you have some hot tea about Letterkenny? Um, it's not my cup of tea. Not your so cup of tea. That's the hot tea. Even though my my friend Nadine is on it. Yeah, of course. Um, you two did the spook together. Mm-hmm. And we've had people from Letterkenny on uh, my other podcast. Outside of that, too. I've auditioned but, for it. Yeah, me too. Me too. I've uh quite a few times, but yeah. n- never got it. One that's time probably I thought, why one I'm time I, I I think one time I was on hold for them, and I didn't get it. Oh, really? Yeah. I've had callbacks, so they've given me 50 bucks, but uh, yeah, that's about it. Fuckers. Fuckers. That's why we hate that show. Don't go and edit this out. (laughs) Uh, No, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was really weirded out because uh, Letterkenny is taking on like kind of a life of its own and really outside of Canada, too. Where yeah, the Brad, shows Brad Pitt loves it. It's his favorite show. 
Yeah, and a lot of uh, the wrestlers talk about it too. Um, it's just all over. Not that Brad Pitt isn't bigger than wrestlers, but yeah, he is arguably. Um, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's even an argument. Uh, but I I ran into thinks, someone. Who do you think's more famous, CM Punk or Brad Pitt? <laughs> hey, uh, CM Punk uh, news headline of the week uh, got his loss in UFC reversed because the person this was three years ago and they just came back with a drug test that the person uh, tested positive of weed three years later. Do you think that could happen to Tony? Shane Powers on cocaine. Yeah, three years later, gets it taken away. Um, I feel like people are going to do that with Tommy Sheehan. It's going to come out that Tommy was like defending Dan Spilo and they took it out of the edit and all this shit and was trying to take Dan Spilo to the end and fucking blah, blah, blah. Yeah, real piece of shit. Tommy. Here's an interesting Survivor thing, uh, Joel, that... Um, the designer of our logo came at me with mm-hmm. loved Nicaragua. Watched it recently. Loved it. Right. Of the season. Thought Fabio was a great winner. Right. I think then, then he was probably uh, for once on my side in the, the Nicaragua discussion in the season rankings. I <laughs> did not disagree with its placement, but I was the one that was like, I don't know. I kind of like it. What was it? Bottom 10 for us. I think it was bottom five. Bottom five. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like he liked it. I, you might agree with this, too. He liked it. He said it's definitely better than Gabon. And you might agree with that. Uh, Depending on the day, I think I, I like Gabon better story, dude. But yeah, uh, um, I do like I mean, not not by much, though. They're 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 next to each other in my head. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a Gabon head, so. Gabon is, I think, starting to be an overrated season. It seems a lot of people like that season nowadays. It's it's coming a resurgence, and I think it's coming from this podcast. Ever since I came up with the term Gabon head, it was pretty high in the like for Gabon. It was pretty high in the Rob has a podcast rankings. Really? Yeah, I think he's been listening to our podcast. He he was really high on it too. Like he liked it. Yeah, I mean, I think he heard me say Gabonhead on the podcast, to be honest. And uh, now, you know, you got a Gaboner for it. Well, there's a chance that Rob listened to our podcast. Uh, Chili gave us a uh, glowing recommendation to someone that he works for his podcast. Yes, I, I don't know if Chili wants us to talk about that, but yes. But, well, I'm not going into details about it. I'm just saying that there's a chance and it was due to Chile. I want to give him a little bit of praise. Yeah, I guess we should have him back on at some point. Yeah. The roast of Chile Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, though, that that's around the same time when I started calling myself a Gabon head. I've been saying it before our rankings. Mm-hmm. And I think that Rob Sesternino's riding on my coattails. Once upon a time, he did have like an open sort of uh, applications for like new podcasters. And I sent in an application and sent in clips of our podcast to him. So, oh, yeah, he's probably keeping track. And he heard me say goodbye. I think I sent him a clip of us talking about like 
fucking the singer. Halloween or something. <laughs> Why would you send that one? No, I think it was our episode about Red Eye that I sent him. I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, my God. Is there not better we can do? Hubie Halloween. Um, oh, God. I, 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 w- I fucking would come if they announced that Hubie Halloween 2 was, was being released on October 1st. I mean, it's always possible. I would fucking come. I mean, I think it's not out of the realm of possibility. I would love if every year we got a new Hubie Halloween. Oh, it could be like the new Halloween Town. Or Halloween. Uh, Halloween Town. No. Michael Myers. Did you see my tweet about... Hubie Halloween, and I, I, I gave them all them the the Halloween sequel. So it's like Hubie Halloween, Hubie Halloween 2, Hubie Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, Hubie Halloween 4, um, uh, The Return of of uh, um, June Squibb. Of Hubie, of, no, I said Hubie Dubois, and then it was The Revenge of Hubie Dubois, Curse of Hubie Dubois, H2O 20 years later, and then Hubie Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> I uh Rob I Zombies it. Hubie Halloween. Rob Oh, Rob Zombies coming out with a new Monsters movie. You watching that? Yeah, I'll watch it. Hubie's going to be in it. I I mean, I don't like most Rob Zombie movies, but I like Rob Zombie and you know, I'm I'm interested to see what he does with um IP like that. Isn't that a funny thing? I feel like Rob Zombie's the person I like the most that I don't like anything that he's come out with film wise. Yeah, I it's very weird, but I feel like I like Rob Zombie, but I I don't like any of his product. I'm sort of like that with Mila Jovovich. Like I like Mila Jovovich in like every movie, but I don't think I'd like a Mila Jovovich movie even. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Actually, I I liked Monster Hunter. What about the third Resident Evil? No, I that's the like one that. in the desert, right? I mean, there's a couple in the desert. My favorite one is the last one, the final chapter. I watched I, all of those recently. I got the, all the Blu-rays. Uh, it sounds like you like them, then. I mean, we like we, me and Mimi watched them, and we didn't like any of the movies but we liked watching them as a franchise we like were excited to get to the next one for some reason i remember really liking the third one okay the third one is uh uh extinction i think yeah yeah for some reason i remember liking that but i was young when it came out i remember getting it when it came out not seeing the first and second that was the first one i saw and really liking it and then watching the first and second being like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think I have my rankings here. If you want to know my rankings. Yeah. Give them hit me. Oh, up. The, th- the third one is actually afterlife, Cody. Afterlife. Okay. No, no, that's the fourth no. one. No, that's yeah, the fourth extinction. One. Yeah. Extinction, extinction is the third one. You're right. Yeah. Um, okay. So my, my rankings are as such. Uh, number one, resident evil, the final chapter. Okay, I haven't seen it. Maybe I'll like that one. Number two, Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Number three, Resident Evil Afterlife. 
which is the one with your friend Kim Coates. I do and, love Kim Coates. Yeah. And uh, number four, Resident Evil Extinction. I didn't your, know Kim Coates was in one of these. Yeah, he's not in Extinction, though. Uh, oh, that's they, the only one. <laughs> it's one of the only ones I've seen. And uh, number five, Retribution, which is the one everyone loves. And I was like, I was kind of excited for it. And then I was like, this blows. And then um, the last one is number two, Resident Evil Apocalypse. Okay. So, yeah, it's uh, you really hate the one I like, huh? Extinction. Yeah, I would say the first four I I kind of like, but the 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 last two are the ones that I thought blew. But the 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 good thing about uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse is that there's a gratuitous shot of the CN Tower, our friend. Oh, and I was like, oh, Raccoon City, eh? I guess so. Toronto <laughs> is Raccoon City. Yeah, we had a raccoon just staring at me through the window the other day. Just he just looked at me while I was sitting in the chair and we made eye contact for a long period of time. Were you covered in garbage? (laughs) Well, yeah, you know me. Yeah. He was like, I want that garbage. (laughs) I would be interested, Joel, to get your rankings on the Purge movies, especially with the new one out. Um, Purge movies. I, I it would be just have you seen them all? Yes. Off the top of my head, I think I would do um, what's the riot one? The second one called Anarchy. Anarchy. First Purge, uh, which is the fourth Purge. Yep. <laughs> uh, Anarchy, First Purge, Election Year, and then the actual First Purge. But I haven't seen the new one. Uh, did you watch the show? No, I didn't. I like the show. You're the only person I've heard that liked the show. <laughs> really? I just love I guilty pleasure love the purge. I love everything that they've had for it. I auditioned for the show. But oh, yeah, didn't. I remember that. Yeah. But I uh yeah, I just really dig I'm excited for the new movie. I don't know if it'll be good, but I've enjoyed well, movie it. Movie theaters are opening in 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 uh in Toronto. Well, will you well, go you're to not the double vaxxed. What's that? Will you go to the purge with me? I would. Yeah. When you okay. when you when you're comfortable with going to the movies, yeah. I'll, well, if I'm double vaxxed, I'm going. Yeah, and I'm seeing we we gonna I'm, see I'm the going. Purge. I'm going on Friday. I'm gonna go. Oh, really? When they open, yeah. You have to be double vaxxed to go. I don't think you have to be, but it's recommended for you know indoor right. activity these days. But yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'll uh, I'll try to get my double vax in. If not, wear a mask the whole time inside. You know, mm-hmm. with my single vax. Popcorn. But I'll, I'll try to get a double popcorn, <laughs> popcorn, uh, because I mean, yeah, this uh, you got to watch the Purge TV show, too. I have to. Yeah, I think you might like it. OK, All right. I mean, especially if you I was that. really excited for it when it was going to come out and then and then uh, I got underwhelming reviews. But I guess all the Purge movies get underwhelming reviews and I still like them. Yeah. If you enjoy them, then you I because people tend to look at them as horror movies, but I almost look at them, especially like election year and kind of like anarchy are almost like 80s action movies. They're they're dystopian action movies. Yeah. Yeah. And I I really like that. It's like the most kind of it's like the most similar thing to a retro action movie that we kind of get in a modern 
in this like modern setting because everything else is like you know like superheroes or whatever and the thing about the purge movies is except maybe the first one they always have something on their they're always extremely political yeah yeah they they got something to say and i think the most the most political for me is the fourth one the first it's called it's so confusing it's called the first purge but it's the fourth purge yeah because it's has to do with the first why they started it kind of thing i like that one too i really good yeah i I I thought it was gonna be shit and i put it off for a while but it ended up being really fucking good eventually i saw that in the theater and eventually i think people are gonna come around on that movie and be like holy shit this movie rules yeah and it's it was really like culturally relevant too. like the message that that movie was giving yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's the most political of the four, I think. Yeah. It, yeah, I'm surprised that more people didn't come around on it when it came out, but I think we'll see uh-huh. over time. But yeah, I just feel like uh, they get unnecessarily shit on. And I love the franchise. I think, it, uh, the, I mean, the, the actual first purge is, it, I don't think it's very good. No, it's, it's not where we wanted. Anarchy is exactly where we wanted that movie to go. And the, exactly. And we got the other one. Yeah, uh, yeah but, we just got a bad uh, home invasion movie. And, it, yeah. and, and I remember in, in 2013, there was like a few good home invasion movies. And then The Purge was pretty yeah. bad. You're next. You're next is so friggin' good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why we got that. But I mean, it's fine. Like if you're watching the franchise, you would almost like if you could put those in the order they're supposed to be in. That Purge movie might be a really interesting uh, kind of like middle movie, but you would almost have to start with that one anyways if you ever wanted to do something that low key with such a big open world. Yeah, it's funny if we, yeah, if we get the big open world and then we're like, oh, we're just going to tell this small st- story within this open world. We'd be like, OK, that's kind of cool. All right. I see what you're doing there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Robert De Niro. <laughs> oh, good. De, De Niro, huge perch, man. You're perching to me. <laughs> uh, the, for the podcast listeners my uh robert de niro impression is pretty much all visual <laughs> i'm just using my voice but pouting <laughs> i mean we have the youtube channel now yeah I, I need to get on that i need to upload shit to that i didn't i didn't upload the season rankings to that yet well there'll be a whole uh episode dump on that soon yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was just doing a lot of work for it and, you know, waiting for things to upload and then fucking nobody watches this shit. I don't know how to get YouTube views. Uh, you just be persistent and then people will come. You build it, they will come. How did Chris George get all of his YouTube subscribers? Uh, Bottom. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. What's bottom? Like paid for them. Oh, okay. Oh, bottom. I thought I thought you mean like bottom like his ass his body yeah yeah he, he twerks at, yeah he twerks bare butt at the end <laughs> bare butt twerks the purge yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the forever purge mm. but I, I the only two i've seen in theaters are the first purge and the first purge oh really i think i saw the middle two in theaters or yeah you know what i saw election year uh three months early at like a test screening oh cool now that i'm recalling that they did a test screening in toronto and i uh signed up for it 
I might have seen election here at the drive-in, actually. Yeah, I I dug that one a lot too. I I think uh, that is it. Joe Joe Magniello is that Frank Grillo? Oh, it's Frank Grillo. I mix those two up. Frank Mm. Grillo, though, like he's really good in those. He rules. Yeah, he's he's so like when you want when you have an action movie like that, you want someone that'll make you feel safe and warm. That guy does it. If I was in a room with him, he would not be making me feel safe and warm, though. <laughs> no, he's he's gritty. And it's got the other guy, the guy from uh, from Con Air. And uh, no, and Justified. Uh, is it McKelty Williams? Is that right? John Malkovich. No, 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 no. The guy that needs insulin in Con Air. Dave Chappelle. No, he does. No, he's the guy with shit breath. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let me look it up. Sorry. Con air. Yeah, he's Nicolas Cage's friend with uh right. that needs insulin. Yes. Yes. I know who you're talking about. I don't know his name though. But he plays the shop owner in election year. Right. Right. That has to protect his shop that didn't get insurance. That All was right. an interesting take, too. Cody, do you want to wrap up uh or do you want to pause while I go to the washroom? Uh let's wrap up. Okay. Let's wrap up because uh, we're already not talking about Survivor anymore. <laughs> I think people like the Purge stuff. <laughs> we love it when you talk about the Purge. Yeah, this is going to lead to maybe us doing a Purge ranking one day once we go to the theater. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We got some uh, stuff uh, that we're going to plan out for future ones. We got to get Chili on um, the podcast. And uh it uh, should be a fun time. I'm excited for the new seasons of Survivor. Yeah, me too. Thanks for listening. And remember to rate, review, subscribe, and uh, follow us on social media. And um, bye.